talk to James Young from Sticks. What's up, JY? Hey, JY. Hey, everybody. How are you? Um, I'm good. Right. Good. Are you writing album after album of hit songs? <laughs> <laughs> well, we are working on another new album. Yes, we are. And, uh, and you know, we've, we had plans to be out on the road this year, but we've got big plans for next year. It'll be the 40th anniversary of uh, the Paradise Theater album, which was our, um, our only one that actually got to number one, although it was the... Uh, it was the fourth multi-platinum in a row, so it's uh, it's a big deal for us. We did 110 sold-out arenas back in 1981, then six sold-out arenas over in Japan, including the Budokan, and uh, Japanese audiences are generally quiet the whole time, uh, we were told, and we were really freaked out because nobody was saying it, but then eventually, about halfway through the show at the Budokan, we started hearing these female voices, Tommy! Tommy. <laughs> oh, that Tommy Shaw. He liked the girls like him. You know, we uh, had Tommy on a couple weeks ago and said you guys were almost ready to record and you were waiting for, what do you say, Metallica or Megadeth to get out of the studio? Uh, yeah, it could be. I mean, uh, we used to always record in Chicago, but Tommy uh, moved back to Nashville. Uh, I mean, he never really lived in Nashville before, but he, he's from Alabama, which is very close to Montgomery, Alabama is where he came Came from originally, not too far from Nashville, and you know, he and his wife moved from LA to Nashville, and uh, they're in there where Garth Brooks records, and uh, they just have they got a lot of competition for that studio. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, we were just talking yesterday, J.Y., about how the concert industry, when live performances begin, is there going to be a rush and a competition with all the bands elbowing each other out, trying to get the venues, or will the contract that you had signed for 20 be honored in 21 automatically? Um, I'm, I mean, before everything even went left here this year, we really have kind of got next year mapped out. So, um, and we have a very strong relationship with, with all these promoters sure. because we've been on the road forever and we've done well for them all the time. So it's, uh, I don't foresee any major problems, but then. Well, yeah, you're who, sticks. Who our problems for this year, so. Yeah, you got some muscle. The Beach Boys, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, James, yeah. do you see that, that working? Because, that, you know, your management and what you do, and, and you guys have been doing it forever, and you're touring band, where they're because we had Robert Lamb on from Chicago a couple weeks ago, and we asked him, like, hey, when are you going to make updates? And he goes, well, I'd like to get out, but I just don't know. It, does does that when it counts when you have good management and you're a band does that really matter then? Well, I, I mean, it, it all it's you know that uh, this is the commerce of art uh, and the, you have great musicians and great talent and great writers who have don't have skilled, experienced people you know helping them with their career on the business side and things can go left. But I have to believe that. The guys in Chicago have got that pulled together. So right, uh, um, good. I'm not, I'm not sure who's managing them now. I know they moved around a bit, and uh, but uh, they don't live in Chicago anymore, JY. Well, 
I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you about, you know, doing the new album, and I, you started the uh, last time I saw you guys with "Gone, Gone, Gone," which is a great song to open up a concert. When you put an album out like you did, and it goes so well, and it's well received, does that make it easier to get back at it and do another one? Well. Um... I would say yes. Uh, there's there's a motivation because because it's, it's it's hard toiling away thinking that there's no support systems that are going to actually help get the record out there and get it in front of people so they actually at least have a chance to listen to it because there's so many releases. You know, if somebody's not really sort of pushing the competition aside in some way, shape, or form to get you on the radio or at least visible on television or what have you, uh, and a lot of times the band's got to bend over backwards to make that happen. But we've we're limber. We can bend over backwards. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I didn't. I I forgot. I did, When did you realize Adam Sandler was such a big Sticks fan? Uh, when Big Daddy came out, I had never met the guy before then, and uh, it it just was like, wow. And and even to this day, it just uh, on our last trip out, you know, early part of this year, we played the we played a somewhere in florida on the, on the ocean uh i can't remember okay but it uh it was not it was one of the smaller cities on the east coast and there was a big festival going on and we were swimming in this hotel and there's a young man at, behind the counter goes six yeah i i you know big daddy and i said oh yeah this he said that's how i've learned about you guys and and my dad watched that movie every night he said he'd watch it over and over and over so i became very familiar with who six was and so i became a fan have you met Thank him? Thank you, Adam Sandler. And I've, I met Adam. He received the, when Spike TV first came on, Mega 207, I think it was, uh, they had, like, Man of the Year, and he had just done that uh, football <laughs> film with, with all, all the big, you know, football guys. Waterboy. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no. Yeah. Uh, lo- uh, Longest Yard. Longest Yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. did a remake of yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so Adam... Uh, <laughs> So, so anyway, he became Spike TV's Man of the Year, and he asked that we play Renegade um, at the uh, great, you know, in honor of that. And uh, so I, I met him, finally met him there, and then he came out to a show uh, we did in 2008. We invited him on next year and uh, brought his wife, and uh, really nice guy, very soft spoken, just um, just digging his sticks. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, God Jay- bless Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah James right Young's on. with us from Sticks, and and don't ask me why I was doing this, JY, but I was watching the documentary of Michael Hutchins from In Excess, and in the documentary they told the story. The song "Need You Tonight" was like a huge number one hit for him, and they went in the studio, and the guitar player said, "I played the music for Michael," and he went into a room, and in five minutes later, he wrote the lyrics for "Need You Tonight," and his first take was what they used for the album. And wow. I wanted to know, since you've put you you've done some great music, what was the easiest song to write and put together of the hit songs from Sticks? Was there something where you just went in and then everybody got it right away Boom. and it just clicked? Well, yeah, I think it was. Uh, I, I have to say, too much time on my hands. We, Tommy, you know, was nearing the end of us writing that, that record, and uh, Tommy just was saying, "I don't have enough songs on this record. I got to do something." And he came up with it in the car, like ten minutes before he got to rehearsal. Came up with this riff, he started playing, and then 
then we all kind of jumped in and uh <laughs> that's great and uh you know very soon we had it and it was like kaboom it went very simple i mean the crazy thing is is that the guitar solo in the middle is something like i would you know kind of tommy would help produce my guitar solo and say well, i didn't like it and i do the same thing for him and sometimes you lay four or five things down and you pick pick a piece of this one pick a piece of that one and so we pasted together some different stuff on there, but we said, oh, this, 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 this isn't quite getting it yet. And then didn't come back to that song for maybe a month or two. And then Dennis came, comes in the studio one day, and we're working on, I said, we're, we're, yeah, we're redoing the solo on too much time. No, that's the solo. Don't you dare touch that. hearing that solo. Don't touch that. That's the solo. So crazy things happen. You, you get used to hearing something, and then you have to have it there. Yeah. So, Hey, was there ever a point? Because I, I love and I wish you'd do it in concert when you sing Lorelei, and when when you know Dennis was gone from the band, did Tommy try to sing any of the uh, songs that Dennis sang? Not uh, really that I can think of. I mean, Lorelei was a co-write between yeah. me and Dennis, yeah. And so I mean, that, that was legitimate for me to be the one to, to do that. And uh, but you know, no, really, Lawrence does a great job on the. He Dennis does. Stuff. He really does. He's yeah. got a great voice, JY. He can. You guys, uh, when you did the State Fair, he did Bohemian Rhapsody. My God, is he such a singer? He's a good performer. You know, he could have. I mean, it's, I think he'd be better in Queen than than Adam, whatever the guy's name. Lambert, Lambert yeah. yeah, yeah. No doubt. So, are you missing your sports like the rest of us, JY? It's depressing. Gosh. I had a razor blade to split my wrist with. It's, <laughs> it's crazy to think where we're at. and Who knows what August, September is going to look like. Oh, man. I yeah. Don't know. It's, uh, it, it's uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I thought they'd be able to, you know, play the games without, you know, put, put one person instead of 100,000, put, or instead of 50,000, put, Five hundred people. Yeah, yeah. get get five thousand in there. So you know, one tenth of what you would have. And uh, I don't. I don't know. The I think. I mean, there was there was a a pandemic back in '68 and '69, and that was the Hong Kong flu. Now there was no the, because the Vietnam War was such a big deal, and the protests about the Vietnam War were so in front of the news. Uh, and young men yeah. dying and being shipped back from from overseas really dominated the news. So nobody was talking about the Hong Kong virus. I, I went to a rock festival three weeks before Woodstock. This was in Los Angeles. Some buddies of mine just went out there. I didn't even know what was going on. We got out there, and just because a buddy had, just, hey, I know this girl, we can crash at her house, and we can get a driveway car, da 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 We did that, and then I was... All of a sudden, Hendrix, we find out Hendrix is playing, he's going to play Friday night, he's going to headline, and then Sunday he's going to jam with Buddy Miles and Eric Burden. So we were out in the middle, you know, no, nobody's protecting anybody from anything. It was, it was Woodstock here, and then Woodstock was 500,000 people, this was probably 50,000. And no one was talking pandemic, and, and people died from the flu, as people do with SARS and MERS. And I think because it's an election year, this thing is blown out of proportion. It's an evil thing. I'm not going to deny that, but but people die every day, um, and then you know the, the economy went went straight forward and did what it did. And um, but nobody wants, I think, in an election year, nobody wants this sign hung around their neck that you 
you know, you're responsible for killing my, yes, my mother, my right. father, my sibling, whatever, my best friend. And so I, I think, are people going to die from a, a pandemic? Yes, they are. Um, Everybody kind of hedges their bet because if you if you have to err, we're all going to err on the side of caution. But that being said, it's just it's almost tough to get your mind around in 2020. You know. Well, I think we didn't have social media. We didn't have. Well, that's you know, true. Got a got a movie camera in their hand wherever they go around the world. So we're just we're a little too we're much more informed than we were back in 1968 and 69. But I survived it. I'm, you know, big and dumb and blonde. I made it here. <laughs> you know, there is good news, though, J.Y., if they don't play. Y- your blood pressure is going to be lower not to see the Bears quarterbacks this year. Yes, that's, that's a positive. You, you, <laughs> well, J.Y., it's great having you on. We, we can't wait for you guys to get back to Columbus, man. Always it's, good. It's, it's been a while. And uh, Sticks, one of the best live bands there is. Thanks for coming on, we man. Miss we miss you, buddy. We appreciate it. My pleasure, gentlemen. Okay, bye-bye. Take care, J.Y.